Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong with Dr. Michael G. Daniels. This is your host, C.B. Baker. We got another good one here today. Another um, request um, question from people that watch our podcast. And and this one was, was, was kind of tough. We, and, I, you know, me and Dr. Daniels have been sitting here talking for about 10 minutes before we turned the cameras on to really, so I could get a feel for how this is going to flow. Um, so the, the question that was brought to us was, is it okay to divorce and remarry? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you committing adultery? If you remarry, are you fornicating? Like all those different type questions. And the answer was quite deep and, 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 really kind of caught me off guard when you told me and, and a young lady told us to go look in the Bible mm-hmm. and I read it and I told you, it's like, this sounds pretty crystal clear here. What Jesus said, you know, it ain't, you know, it ain't what you want to hear, mm-hmm. but it was crystal clear. Right. Right. So Dr. Daniels, let's, let's help the congregation and the listeners here. Um, how do we grasp the, the divorce and adultery and, and all that stuff in the Bible and how do we come to grips with it? Well, yeah, I think when you, when you look at the question that she posed and, and her request was, let's do a, a part two to the series, right? And, and the way she posed the question, it, 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 it really um, looks at three things, I would say, you know, uh, and, and first issue is, let's say we, there, is an adult, there is adultery in, in, in my marriage, right? either myself or my wife or both, what have you. The first question she poses is this. Um, if the Bible says marriage is forever, right, then how do we overcome that? So that's, that's question number one, right? Because if, if, if I'm going to deal with what the scripture says and look at it uh, literally, which I believe we should look at it literally, but also understand the intent of the law, how do we reconcile and, and, and what do we do? Uh, if it's if it's unreconcilable, right? If 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 for, if if someone cannot forgive for, for for whatever reason, then the question becomes again: Are both of us saved? Right. Right. Are both of us saved, or is one saved and one unsaved? And if one is saved and one is unsaved, there's a set, there's a set of parameters for that person. And I'm just giving an overview. Then we can look at stuff in detail, right? And if both of us are saved. Then what you know? What do we do? You know, how do we deal with that that idea of saying that the marriage is over with, uh, and can I remarry? Right. So you have those two those uh, opposing views. You know, and if and if I stay unmarried, right? If we can't reconcile and I stay unmarried, then the question becomes: How do I deal with those urges? Right. Right. How do I deal with those urges? And and what am I led to do? For example, one one person has asked me this question: If I if I stay unmarried, right, but I'm having those urges, and if biblically I am still linked to my first my, my spouse, can I go back to that person and resolve those urges? <laughs> you know, but right. but but we don't have to stay in the same household. But can I just do that and just stay unmarried, right? And 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 is that fornication? You know, or you know, so. So you got you got those three dynamics to kind of look at, which are powerful dynamics, right. and then the Bible addresses them um, uh, in 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 various ways, and and not just in the Old Testament in the New Testament. So so the uh, you know I, I think the the um, 
the thing that we have to look at then is how do we reconcile the Mosaic law with how Jesus outlined things, right, in, in Matthew and Mark, uh, and but also how Paul talked about that from a practical standpoint. Because Paul was more, you know, down to earth, in your face, look, this is the deal, right? right. So how do we do that? Um, so um, if we look at the first issue, which is reconciliation, you know, if, if we both are saved, sanctified, people who are ghosts, how do we reconcile? I mean, the, the, it's a simple, it really, there's a simple issue. There's, there's, you know, and we got, I mean, we could, we could spend a whole hour on it, but so yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there real quickly. All right. How do you reconcile? You reconcile, first of all, by identifying the problem, right? You, everyone has to be honest and, 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 and everyone has to say, I'm going to accept your honesty without criticism. Because if you ask me for the truth, you have to be willing to take the truth. Right. right. And, and not get mad because I tell you the truth. So the thing is, how, where is the problem lies? Why did the person step out? You know, right. what caused them to do what they were doing? And when the person tells you, that's how you deal with it. Because if you don't solve the problem, now each party is still based with the uncertainty mm-hmm. that it might happen again. again. Right. But if we can, if we can look at the honesty of why did we, why did it happen? What was missing in that relationship? that caused the temptation to overtake your sense of loyalty, right? And that's just straight line stuff. If we can do that, then we can handle it, right? Once we do that, we got to solve that problem. You know, whatever it was, if there was not enough intimacy in the marriage, well, why wasn't it, why wasn't there? You know, right. is it because your, your history caused you not to feel like you should, you could do that? Is it because, uh, um, there was a medical problem, you know, whatever it is, you got to figure that thing out. Once you figure that thing out, now you work through it. You, you know, th- that's how you do it. Then once you do that, you have to say, now, how do we start feeling secure again? Because naturally it's still a sense of, you know, even if we solve the problem, you know, how do I get rid of the pain? How do I not become overbearing because of the pain that I felt from the past? And that's just a time thing, you know, you know, you can you can heal a wound, but that don't mean the scar still isn't there. Right. So the issue is how do I get secure? And the way you get secure basically is again, it's honesty. You know, it's that hey, listen, life becomes open again, right? And that is there are no secrets, there are no disappearing acts. There are no you know, everyone has to feel like, hey, as my mother always said to me, you don't go anywhere your wife or your husband can't go. Right. That doesn't mean they have to go with you. <laughs> Right. But you, if, if that's the rule in the house, then that makes people feel more comfortable, right? And because everybody do need their space, but even with space, everyone has to feel that your space is protected. Right. And, and, and that's how you move forward. Again, that's another, a lot of details we haven't talked about, but that, that's how you move forward, basically. So <clears throat> now, if, you are in a, if you're in a relationship and both people have cheated, Mm-hmm. And you've given a solution on how to get back together. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say they just come, they came together, they talked it over and they realized we're better apart. Now it's time for a divorce. Mm-hmm. How does the Bible look at that? You got two say people, they've come to, they look at each other and like, we can't make this work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, and you got kids and say you got kids, you don't have kids involved, you know, and a good, better scenario, so to speak, really, if there's no kids involved, Divorce looks like it's 
Great. Like, okay, you go your way, I go mine. Get, get one lawyer, divvy everything up, we're done. Right. But that ain't what the Bible say. Right. That that's, <laughs> that looks great in the secular world. Right. right. But not in the not not the way Jesus, not the way God gave commandment, and not the way Paul addresses it, right? Because um Jesus says that um divorce was originally not an option. That that marriage is forever. For this call shall a man leave his mother and father, unite with his wife, and the two shall become one, uh, and they shall live that way until death do them part, right? Um, and, and so the question then became, well, why did Moses allow for divorce? Right. And Jesus said, he allowed it because of the hardness of men's heart, that recognizing that men were some evil beings— <laughs> that would go to great lengths to get rid of their wives. Right. You know, it could be lying on the wife and saying she did something she did not do. Right. Like, because Jesus said there's only one thing that would allow for divorce. And that was for fornication. So uh, it would not be unusual for a man to say, I found out that when my wife was betrothed to me, that she actually was not a virgin. And, you know, and since she was right. not a virgin then the marriage Boom, I can, I can get a rid of divorcement. Right. Wasn't a virgin like her daddy told me she was a virgin, but I know she wasn't a virgin. Right. Because she didn't scream, you, you know? <laughs> right. And, and, she, and she knew some tricks that I didn't know. Right. <laughs> so and, I know and, she, and this is five years down the road. Right. But right, now you're tired right, of it. Right, now you right, want to bring it up. Right. Now you want to bring it up. Back, back, <laughs> back, back five years ago, you know, she knew how to sh- swing from the chandelier. I had never <laughs> seen that before. Right. So, so, but, but, but that's, they would do all those kind and actually, you know, I'm taking a gospel liberty. They would do those kind of things in order to validate, you know, they can break up, right? Or, or I know she committed adultery herself and they stone her, they kill her, so forth and so on. So Moses allowed for divorce because of the hardness of men's heart. Now, New Testament Bible says this, Paul says, um, if, um, if the unsaved be not willing to stay with the saved, then let them go, right? And he says, you're loose from the bond, which basically means then, hey, what you said, if if an unsaved person, um, if, if two people are in a marriage, one saved, one unsaved, and the unsaved person decides, you know what, I'm sick of you, I can't stay. Boom, they're gone, and I want a divorce. Paul says, fine, they divorce, it's good go. It's, it's like an annulment, right. like, like it never happened. But he says, if two saved people say they don't want to be together is a different scenario. He says, because in that case, we should always leave the door open for, for someone to come to their senses and come back. Because if both of us are saved, then there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to reconcile. So right. maybe we do need some distance, but the door should always be left open for them to come back. So it's different between the rules for the saved and the rules for the unsaved when it comes to divorce. Uh, again, Unfortunately, most people, I shouldn't say most, many people get married prior to understanding or accepting Christ. So it could be two unsaved folk that got married. One got in church and got saved. Unsaved person said, I'm, 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 I was in the club when you met me. Right. And I ain't leaving the club. Right. <laughs> right. So that's why those dynamics are there um, and the way Paul addresses them. So now, what? So if two people meet unsaved, get saved, but didn't want to get divorced. You still be back in the same boat. Both of them got saved. Right. If both of them got saved before the divorce, you're back in the same boat, which means that at this point, according to, according to the way the Bible outlines things, 
you should not divorce. You know, um, you should always leave the door open for reconciliation because y- your goal is to follow the scripture. Right. You know, and, and, and the scripture is the twain shall become one. Right. And, and until death do you part. And if you think about this, if you get married in a, well, let's first of all recognize this, that marriage is a covenant relationship. So it's a contract, right? So marriage is a contract. The question is, did anyone break the covenant? Did anyone break the contract? If no one broke the contract, the contract is still valid. Right. Right. Now, in the contract, we say when we're giving vows for better or for worse. Yep. Right. And somebody says, I do. Mm-hmm. Sickness and in health. I do. <laughs> you know, all this kind of stuff, right? Rich right. or poor. I, I do. do. So your, your contract says right then and there for better or for worse. The question is what's better and what's worse. Well, see, in my mind, worse is I come home one night and I hear screaming upstairs. I run upstairs thinking someone attacked my wife. I get up there. She's butt ball naked. There's two men up there and they're having a threesome and everybody having a good time. Mm. See, that's worse. Yeah. But I have said in my vows for better or for worse. So if I've said that, that means whatever the worst thing is I can think of in my mind, right. I'm saying I accept that that can happen and I still am going to stay married until death do us part. See, I guarantee you, they ain't going through your head. Well, no, because someone might kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, at the time you get married, <laughs> when you're standing up there, you ain't thinking about, well, if I come home, and, oh yeah, right. right. You, right. You, you ain't, that ain't nowhere near on your brain of a possibility. Of but happening. that's the contract, though, right? Right. And because okay, you're a businessman. What they always tell you: read the fine print. Right. <laughs> right. That's that's the fine print, which is till death do us part, or better or for worse, or sickness or in health, for rich or for poor. Look at how many women leave their husbands because they say I can do bad all by, by myself. myself. Yep. Right. But that's not what you said in your vows. So my point then is, if, 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 if we say those vows, that's the contract, that's the covenant. So save people. You, you said that you accepting people in that way. But now when it happens, the, the, the thing you want to do is get out of the contract. But there's nothing, no one has voided the contract. Because if you have an affair, right. you haven't voided the contract. Right. <laughs> right? Although right. it says to be loyal, but it also says for better or for worse. Right. So you still haven't voided the contract. You, you might might be trifling and not pay bills. Right. <laughs> but you haven't voided the contract. the contract. Right. Because for rich or for poor, you 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 may have a debilitating illness where, where you know you all you can do is lay there. Right. But you haven't voided the contract. So technically, you're still in the contract. So again, the 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 absence of perfection is not a reason to void the contract. Right. But again, that's why Paul says though, if so if you're two saved people or if you get saved afterwards, the contract is still valid. So, okay. So now for the many people that's out, that's gotten a divorce mm-hmm. now and are remarried mm-hmm. or they want to remarry. Mm-hmm. How do we get remarried without the punishment? Well, and and that's and 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 that that is the million dollar question, right? Is that I'm saved, sanctified, I got divorced, and I remarried. Now what, right? Do I leave my wife because I'm causing? Because Jesus said, if you divorce, 
and you, if two people divorce and you put your wife out there, he says, you cause her to commit adultery if she go to somebody else. Right. And, and likewise, you do the same thing if you go to somebody else, right? So then the question then is that, as you say, if I do remarry and she remarries, now Jesus said she's committing adultery, and now he says I'm committing adultery. So how do I reconcile that with my trying to live a righteous life? Well, here's, if you read you know, Matthew and Mark regarding that statement, right? Jesus also says, that every man cannot receive that saying. He acknowledges that, that, that this, this is for the pure in heart. I'm, use, I'm using that term, but I'm using it, you know, loosely. When he says, these are for those people who can deal with that. Right. Because everybody can't. And he, and he uses a, an analogy uh, to demonstrate that fact that everybody is not going to be to live up to this standard. Okay. Uh, but if you if you want perfection, if you, and if you're moving toward perfection, he's saying this is how you want to do it, right? So therefore, it, it, you know, I, if if I do separate, if I do separate my wife, then I should be abstinent, and she should be abs, she should abstain, because that way we don't commit adultery. But if I'm less than perfect, right, then I do have the covering of the blood, right? Right, so. So my, my, my sin of remarriage is covered under the blood, according to the Bible. And that, 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 that therefore um, settles that question of whether or not I can remarry or not. It's not the best option, right. but it's an option that Jesus says, well, if you cannot take this saying, then we will allow for um, under, under those rules that now, the first one we will accept is being dissolved. And so now you got a second chance at that relationship. Yeah. And I think also too, is we don't look at marriage in 2021 as important as they did 2000 years ago. And which is really a shame. Like people just be like, okay, all right. You're not kind of like you. I can tolerate you. You know, let's go ahead and get married. Well, back up now. I'm, I'm, I'm saying back up because remember our conversation. Ordinary people in the Bible. Right. Why do we assume that people That's true. were different than people are now? In fact, think about it this way. I mean, let's think about it realistically. How many wives back then got dated by their husbands? Probably none. Right. <laughs> think about it. Right. So, right. so they didn't know their wives. The wives didn't know their husbands. You know, they may, they may have seen them around the block sometimes. Right. But it won't like that, you know, it was, it was a case where... Oh, I just, they Google-eyed and they fell in love. It wasn't right. like that. So how did men see women? You, you're talking about a casual thing. It wasn't the kind of love we have in our heart. Right. You know, you could be a, the 30-year-old man and you could see the 14-year-old girl and say to her father, I want her. And the father, it was a business arrangement. Right. And the father would say, well, okay, what you got? Well, you know, I got five bulls. I got two goats. And um, I'm, I even throw in an acre of land over there. And dad say, you got her. She's yours. I see to me, that is, you know, right. Um, I'd rather had today's way of doing it than back then. Right back then. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, because I think the Indian people still do it somewhat like that way. Yeah, Arra right, right. You know, people arranged people marriages. require dowries, right? Right. A dowry for marriage. And the thing is that under, under that umbrella, see, that's why, the, that's why it, it could easily break the contract because, the man could say, hey, listen, I paid for a virgin. 
Right. But I found out that that wasn't a virgin that I paid for. You know, well, how you find out? Well, I found out because uh, three years after we got married, the rumor <laughs> came up that, you right. know, little Johnny, you know, he, when they was in fourth grade, you know, they, right. they tried out. Right. Right. And, 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 and that came to light. And then once it comes to light, contract void. Why? And that's what Jesus said. Contract right. is void. Right. Because if a person, if you could prove fornication prior to marriage, you could legally divorce the person. Well, a whole lot of folk legally divorce. Right. <laughs> in today's climate. Right. Because most people fornicated prior to marriage. Right. And yeah. So, you know, so let's say something though. Think about it. That means that many people could legally get divorced even today under the old rules. Right. That is true. Because if you found out your wife had a boyfriend before you. Right. And she was intimate with him. Then you can legally say, hey, you know what? Uh, she won't. She won't pure. So then does that does that break? Does that take us? OK, 2021. Underneath that same scenario, if you got married and you know she was with somebody before she was with you mm-hmm. and you got divorced, it makes it OK. No, not, if, not, not if you knew it and you still got married. It's okay. if you didn't know it and you found <laughs> out that you, Right. I got that like I didn't know it. But if you knew both it. Of them, if, both people lie. Right. Both scenarios. Right. If, if, if you knew that she was not a virgin when you married her, then you were not covered by that, 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 um, that, that scenario right. because you have accepted the merchandise as is. Right. And once you accept it, no one, no one breached the contract. Right. Because if you, if, you, if, you if you buy a bull and you knew ahead of time the bull had been castrated, you can't go back and return, return the bull and say, you know what, I ain't know, you know. Right. No, no, you, you, you bought that bull for meat. You didn't buy that bull right. for, to reproduce. So you can't now get mad and say the bull can't reproduce. And that's, that's the, the, the logic of what Jesus was talking about. All right. So I know we're going to get some comments on that. We're right about. Eh, about 25 minutes. So you got anything else to bring up before we close out? Well, you know, I, I, you know, to me, it, I want to put people in, in, the, in the right perspective, you know, uh, because I know there are people that are in that position and they're wondering and they're questioning whether or not God is pleased with where I am right now. And, and let me say this, while ignorance of wrongdoing is no excuse, it ain't like God doesn't understand, you know, right. most people, even people in the church have don't, did, don't understand the, the laws of marriage, the way the Bible outlines them. They just don't. Right. Most people get married, they're immature, they're young. And so they may be in church, but they get married for the wrong reasons. You know, it's, it's, it's not a, a God blessed marriage per se. It is a lust blessed marriage. That's how I look at it, you know? So, you know, two mature people can stay married forever. I'm telling you, two mature people can stay married forever. If you marry as a a mature adult, you can survive anything in your marriage. You can survive anything because you understand some things about about marriage. And, And again, my eldest brother said this to me one time. Um, 
which was so profound um, for someone who didn't practice what he told me. <laughs> he said, if you can get in there, what makes you so special? Mm. He said, if you can do it, right. there's another guy out there that can speak and act and is just as suave as you are. Right. And then he said this to me. He said, understand this. He will take nothing away from her just because he's been there. She'll be the same woman today as she was when she committed adultery or fornication. Right. And that's a fact. But it doesn't apply to just me. It applies to women too. See, if when, you, and he's, that, when you think about that thought, right, then it helps you put it in perspective. Say, well, wait a minute. Not that you want anyone to ever do anything. It's, it's, a, it's a painful event to, right. to, for someone to cheat on you, what have you. But when you put it in those dynamics, it's like, let's say your wife cheats on you, right? And you leave her because she cheated on you. And your concept is she's been with another man, right? And you're in your 40s and your 50s. So you go find another woman, right? She ain't not a virgin. Right. You ain't marrying a virgin at 40 and 50 years old. Right. So why are you getting rid of that woman who you had all this built up with? Y'all got a house together. You got a life together. You got children together. Because they make a mistake to find another woman who's probably had more men than your wife has had. If you've been with her for 20 years, she ain't had but so many guys. She might have had two or three affairs, but it's just been two or three. Right. If you find a woman 40 years old, I'm not saying all women like this now, but chances are, if a woman is 40 years old and she ain't never been married, she's been with more than two or three men. Right. These are chances are. Because pretty much after you get a certain age, every man you date, you're going to be intimate with them. Right. That's just the way life is. Right. You know, yeah, that's the, that's, when I'm counseling folks, that's the world I live in. When I'm counseling people, right? You know, women got a 90-day rule. With them over 90 days, as uh, Bernie Mac would say, <laughs> pop go to weasel. <laughs> and the weasel go pop. <laughs> All right. So I'm, I'm saying, when you think about it logically like that, and it, it, not, right. it, it doesn't just work for me, women, it works for men too. Same about a woman, you know, right? Your husband cheated on you one time and you, you, don't, you drop him because you're mad. And then you go get another man as if he's never been with anybody. Right. He's been with other women too. So what, what is your advice for the, for the person that, that is committing adultery and they haven't gotten caught yet? And they stop. Know, and they know that you're doing stop. it. Stop. My advice for anybody that's committing adultery haven't got caught is stop. It's just plain and simple stop because you know what? If you put the same energy into your spouse, your life would be a lot better. You know, it just simply, it's just simply that now, but again, but I'm saying stop, but I'm also saying this, you have to get to the reason why people have to be honest with each other and accept the honesty, right? If, if, if your spouse is not showing you intimacy, if, if you're a woman and your husband is always somewhere else in his head. You know, he's not there with you. He's always somewhere else in his head. You know, and you want to feel like someone wants you, right? And this guy tells, says all the right things. He does all the right things. He buys you a gift. Your husband don't buy you nothing. The joker won't pay not one bill in the house. You know, all this is going on. Okay, you know, I, I get it. I mm -hmm. get it why you would seek that from someone else. Right. But at the same token, you and your husband need to have an honest conversation. You know, an honest conversation. People need to know, hey, you know what? What you are doing is you're putting me in a vulnerable position. You need to let people know that. Right. Your actions are causing me to see somebody else as attractive. Right. 
I need you to help me. Now, and that, folk and that, gonna and be that's mad. The, right. That's not a pleasant conversation, boy. I know, but see, what, what's more pleasant? What do you want more? Right. You want somebody to not have the conversation and just hide and cheat? Or would you rather somebody to have the conversation and y'all work it out? Now, yeah, again, but you're right. It ain't pleasant because people don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear because the first thing you're going to say is, oh, I, you, I'm, I ain't causing you to do this. Right. You're doing it because you want to do it. That ain't true. It's not true. Every, every woman and man, if you're honest, you know that. You know that if you do certain things, it will cause a person to lose interest in you. Right. Right. If, if you're a lady and you used to wear those nice nightgowns and, you know, look all you know, alluring and now all of a sudden it's, it's flannel and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And, right. Man, you know, if you come home and you ain't showering and you ain't brushing teeth and you ain't doing all this stuff. Boom. You know, if people if you're not inviting folk out to dinner and sending roses. All I'm saying is, hey, we can give all the nuances about the Bible, but if we don't put it in a practical standpoint, we're going to still be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also like to like how you always break it down, you know, for me and for, you know, for everybody too. It's like, okay, look, the Bible is, is, is life's guide. It's a guide to life. Mm-hmm. And if you follow it, you're not going to go wrong. Absolutely. You know, it's you know, some stuff in here you ain't going to want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, and especially if you go back to the Old Testament, there's a whole lot in there you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, but that is the, the, the thing I like about, um, I can say about you not know, Baptist churches, everybody's on that same operates and it's the same thing. Like, Hey, you know, I may not be doing the right thing on everything, mm-hmm. but I'm a work in progress. There you go. From everybody that's two years old, to 92 years old. There you go. We are work in progress. Like the girl said in, in the movie, Ray, I love the Lord. <laughs> and the Lord love me. <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning in and listening. Please like, share, and comment on YouTube and on on um, uh, iTunes as well. We're on podcasts. on all podcast platforms. Please go up there, comment, like, share, and review us. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Till next time.